Welcome to episode number 246 of the Apolog Podcast. I am your host, Simon Head. This is part one of two of the 15-year anniversary of Industry at Home, a four-square record that came out on Bad Taste Records, Imperial Records, and Maple Music in Canada, and Cobra Side distributed it in the United States. I don't know if it came out anywhere else, but um, if it did, let me know. This podcast, like all other podcasts I put out, are supported in part by you shopping on Amazon. You can do that too by going to appalock.ca slash Amazon or appalock.ca slash US Amazon. You can do it the old-fashioned way too by going to appalock.ca and click on those banners located on the right side. Locate your country and every time you shop on Amazon, you will be supporting the show. Use those links though. Don't forget to bookmark them. Don't forget. Also, I'd like to thank everybody for supporting me on Patreon. You can do it too by going to patreon.com slash Pledge as much or as little as you want on a monthly basis to help with my hosting and gas fees, and you can cancel at any time. Buy a t-shirt by going to appalog.ca slash shop. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes by going to iTunes. Like the show on Facebook, go to uh, Apple, um, facebook.com slash Pod. And follow me on Twitter at SimonHead666. Okay, that's done. Today on the show is some very dear old friends of mine. We're going to get a little bit into it. And we, you know, truthfully, the drinks were flowing. Um, people, no, I didn't really, I didn't get loaded, but you could hear that was, I had a few drinks. And um, it was a very, very interesting time in my life, in our life, as being young 30-somethings and getting into a plane and flying to Europe and playing shows and trying to play what was essentially, quote-unquote, a young person's game. It was, it was tough. It was very tough to do, and it was, you know, I wouldn't trade it in for anything, but it really does uh, put perspective in your life when you start creating you know, or getting a career and putting things together and having a family and learn what real priorities actually are. So everybody, with a long intro, Mr. Alan Shaw, my dearest oldest friend, Mr. Paul Shedlich, my dear and oldest friend, and Jason Leomanis, my oldest and dearest friend, but my youngest, too. <laughs> There they are, four of us talking about this record that came out 15 years ago called Industry at Home, and there they are on the Uplop Podcast. Talking to your okay. mic. Sorry, say again, Al. Oh, so what are you talking about? Well, oh, there we are. Uh, this was the other one. The guy, she come to your house. Yeah, she come my room. <laughs> he say, the guy, she say to him. I'm recording. All right. No Who breaks. record, huh? So um, this is 15 years, everybody. There 15 years yeah. where we actually recorded this record. And that's why we're here. Is it starting? Yeah, we started. Oh. Yeah, why? You got something to say? Nope. Okay. And uh, <laughs> nobody says anything anymore. <laughs> yep, it's a good record. We're done. Okay, That's it. moving done. on. See you later. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, Are we done? Yeah. Well, we should probably talk about the history of this band um, called Foursquare that we started uh, in 2001. Was it Al? 
I think earlier, but somewhere 2000-ish? Yeah, 99, 2000. It didn't become Foursquare until... Till, oh yeah, till much later because it was called Doug or something like that. <clears throat> so what we did is we put a record out and then we put another record out on the same label and it became this record called Industry at Home. Um, and what we can get into is like the actual reason why we did this record um, because we're on a label and they asked for it. And uh, I think to start it off, we sort of came into this recording that was sort of like, I'm, I think I'm prepared. I think I have stuff, but we weren't really prepared. And we kind of you were prepared. I'd well, like to differ. Yeah, you 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 always had songs in the bank. Come on, Simon. Give well, yourself it, some credit here. Well, I think I wrote six of those songs while recording that record, though. I think that was from my memory. I think that's what kind of happened. I feel like you even had some of those songs prepped from the touring that we had done prior. Only a couple. Yeah. Yeah. I no, you. we wrote two on the tour with when Paul joined from uh, the three chords. Uh, tour because we would practice them on stage there was at least one one or two anyway yeah less than something yeah and and uh burner or whatever that song that another was. sleepless wow, night away. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 it was another we, we sleepless wrote that night. on the road there, yeah there were a f- yeah a few of the songs We played them too. You guys are talking about uh, the origin of Foursquare. I'd like to know when Foros Squaros started, <laughs> Al. Because you have to have a number in your Just band. Not, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, no, we wrote we wrote uh, Waste Away on the road. No, we did wrote we, just but, before we left. But we played that other one, whatever it was called. Oh, Less Than Something was during like the very first tour we did in Europe. That That's... was the very first song that we ever played on tour for Marmar. Are you sure? Marmar. Yes. Marmar. Marmar. When we showed up, we showed him that song because we had just written it. So yeah, we played that on the first tour. Did we? Oh, okay. We did. Okay. We did. But it, I mean, the whole idea, the reason kind of why that record kind of came out and started was that we we had finished this tour with 10 Foot Pool and, mm-hmm. and it we had to put a record out. And I didn't, you know, it's funny you'd say that because I really did not feel prepared to do anything. Like I kind of thought you know, I was a new dad and it was sort of like, oh, like we have to put a record out. This is what musicians do. You feel, did you feel pressured? A little pressured. Yeah, Yeah. I do. Yeah. A little like, oh, we got to have to put something out that's better than what we put out before. Yeah. I think that's how it was. I Hmm. think you felt a lot of pressure. Yeah. You, you, I, I, I feel like I noticed that after the fact, um, just cause we're, were we trying to meet timelines with the label? There were timelines and I, and I, I went I went to my cottage is what I remember. And when I came back, there were like four songs finished. All right, something. guys, let's go to work. I gotta go to it's the cottage. Done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. What happened was Cheers. we had maybe how many songs we had? Maybe five or six. Nah, more than I wanna say like seven okay. done, like in the bag and recorded. And we wrote a lot of it. Simon and I did or you and I did a bunch of it. Uh, in the studio and lyrics writing just sitting in a chair mm-hmm. day after day writing stuff like writing lyrics and guitar parts and then we were shy for three or four or five songs yeah <clears throat> and those had to get done and i think that's where i kind of went well we don't have anything mm. maybe that was my fault i i mean i i don't know but i know i went north for about a week yeah and, <laughs> and I, then I... like four songs <clears throat> were done yeah, I when think I, I think I recall this because Simon and I, Simon all of a sudden was like, I got these little bangers and they're they're quick songs. They're almost yeah. like three minutes long or so. Um, 
I'm trying to remember the names of some. That of the song, songs. "My Own Worst Disappointment," was written in like 15 minutes. Yeah, I think we wrote it on the spot. Because I I remember you saying, "Jay, I got an idea. Play this, play that. Let's let's record this." And then all of a sudden, it, it came to. that was that was a that was cool that was it was cool because we'd i'd never done that before i never like right. actually been in a room with someone and said oh let's do this and then it actually all just clicked yeah and there was like to me it felt like there was a sense of urgency but everybody seemed to feel like oh i should go to my cottage and hang out i just i don't <laughs> know no, there was a sense of urgency but i i wasn't feeling urgent at all no, I, so. I recall being pretty stoked about those songs when they did come together no but i think the the, the core of that record was i think the first time that the four of us had actually sat down and recorded like six or seven songs that we all kind of put our selves into. And the first time that Paul sat down with us and started playing bass and I hadn't had that since two line filler. And it was really cool to play with him again when, when he was um, like putting his own line bass lines and stuff into the songs. And there were a couple of songs actually that didn't make the record that were really cool, and we've never actually done anything with. <laughs> That's you know it's weird. I found some old CDs because I used to back everything up to a CD, and I found like that record on CD. So I was like, maybe we could remix and it or something. There were like fourteen songs or something, and then we wrote one later in the game that was really cool, uh, but we never did anything with. But anyway, I think I think th those those songs were where the band started at, we started actually becoming a band. I remember Tom Darcy saying, wow, you guys sound like a band now. Cause we, we kind of had found ourselves and, and been on tour a, a few times and, uh, yeah. In interesting. Yeah. Now 
Now, Paul, how did you feel coming to like, because it was your first time playing bass on a record that, you know, a relatively new band. Did you have any sort of like, do you remember anything about it? Like that make, make, make you feel like, oh, it could have been better or it could have been worse or there was things that you enjoyed? Well, what, what was the timeline for the, like, how long did it take to make this like record? three weeks. I think we did it in yeah. three weeks. Like, okay, well, that's one thing I would do differently, you know, take more, uh, time. Take more time, you know, r- writing it. I don't think there was any pre-production. It was more like, this is a song, learn it, and then as I recall, do it, do it, right? As I and, recall, the label said, we need a release for September. Yeah, if we don't and get this, one, we'll actually, we'll have to wait till the next thing release or something yeah, yeah. like that so that's where the pressure came in and i was that i wasn't into yeah yeah i i, I yeah it was um sometimes it was difficult because sometimes only the drums were laid down and there was a scratch guitar and no vocals and it was kind of hard to see where things were going and and but uh yeah in hindsight having more time to do it would have been would have been beneficial, but I also appreciate working under, um, you know, those th- strict timelines and just getting something done, you know, like, get, and, and, and getting, you know, just getting it done, just like pushing through and doing it. And I, I mean, that was uh, an education in itself. <laughs>
I think we kind of came into it knowing like we got to get this done. And I think to me, I felt it like, fun to have that challenge because having your own gear, it's so easy to not actually have a timeline or have a, have yeah. a deadline, you know? So to me, putting ourselves into a deadline, I think I even had an even weirder thought, like let's do it live off the floor. I think was sort of like, let's just record, <laughs> let's record stuff live off the floor and then we'll keep that. But then you ended up spending like crazy out editing stuff, yeah, and it was really it, cool. It, yeah, it was really. I, I mean, the, the 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 first group of songs that we put time into worked out really, really well, and I think that was because we had, like I said, we had uh, played them. On the you road. mean the first the record before, or no, just I the mean, actual the, the batch of songs? We had a batch. batch of songs that we'd yeah. written and we'd kind of all written together and played, and and we were just short. Is the issue? We, we didn't have mm. enough songs and they wanted a record. And so yeah, we it, what, what I'm remembering now though, um, it was almost like a, an assembly line sort of thing. Like Jay would have his drums done and then you were editing them on the iMac and then I'm putting <laughs> bass down and like Simon was editing that. And like, it was just like, it seemed, it, yeah, it almost worked like a factory in a way. It was weird. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, Part of the industry at home. At home. Well, yeah, but it, it was, a, it, I guess that was the first time I'd worked on something like that. But mm -hmm. um, it, yeah, it felt more like um, akin to building a house than, you know, did we have a tour lined up at that point or did we? No, they were basically the label was saying, Bad Taste Records was saying to us, if you give us a record by this time, we can put it out in this time, and then we can talk about tours. And 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 to me, it was like I felt pressured because they were like, "Here's, you know, there's a label on the other side of the Atlantic, kind of giving us guidance." And I'm thinking naively, like, "Oh, that's what we do. That's what people do." And Japan <laughs> simultaneously had picked up the record too. That they did the record before, and we had everybody was sort of on love board. and hearts, and we had a publishing mm -hmm. deal. Yeah. And it was all kind of looking like kind of kind of like everything's moving into place. So you can kind of look back and go, oh, we had to do that because if we didn't do that, we wouldn't be playing the game, so to speak. And we would be put aside because that's what kind of was happening. Like and the I, music. Right? The other like, thing I remember, I forget what the, this is too long ago. What were those CDs called that were kind of plastic and all folded together? Did you pack? Gatefold? No. Digipack. Digipack. Digi Digi was it a Digipack? Digi yeah, yeah. We were the first one that, that Bad Taste had ever done. Oh, I didn't Because know. they love Sylvana's artwork. Which is awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they so, built that. Remember that um, industry at home was a trifold package. And that was the <laughs> first one they'd ever done. And they, they went ahead and spent the money to do it. Yeah, that's right. We should mention that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 that it was... The artwork is actually painted on a drum skin. So mm -hmm. that was kind of when you look at it, you're like, oh, you, know, you kind of look at it. You have to sort of, when someone says it's a drum skin, people are like, oh, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, look at that. So that was pretty, pretty genius. I think work. it was her own drum skins too, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Really, that's really worn. cool. Yeah. So yeah, she would paint what she saw in this beat up drum skin. Yeah. It means like she had to do a lot of playing to get the canvases, I guess. So did we only do the one tour? The Sum Forty One tour, or did we do two tours for that album? We did, we did one tour. We did two, but one you didn't do with That's us. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did one with Tom. Right. 
Um, that was a tour. Yeah, so we did the one tour with Sum 41. There's supposed to be 14 shows that turned into... <laughs> Six. Five or six, six shows? Now. Five or six. And yeah. didn't we pick one up somewhere? Yes, we played in Bremen. We played a... Uh, was that the metal, the death metal concert? Uh, no. Or no, was, uh, was that the that one was, before? That, that was, was before. That was we were Nostradamus. Belgium's Riot Fest. Right. Yeah, yeah. that was... Like, but no, we did play a festival where all we had was Bratwurst. Yep. And it was like the food was just hot dogs. And but then I, we played I, that show. That was... No, that was... Yeah, that was a Sum 41 tour because... The uh, the Randall amp I had stopped working. Like one of the buttons yes. stuck in, and we yeah. just we did like the unspeakable thing. We just grabbed an amp and just put it off set stage. It up oh, was this this was the same tour we did the Riot Fest show? No, no. Okay, okay, I don't think so. No, the one we did Gross Rock was when we would play with Ten Foot Pole before that. No, the one you're talking about. Yeah, we ended up having rock. to drive like eight hours north or six hours it was, north. It was a day off to play one show, and then six hours back to catch yeah, back up. To, no, no, back to playing. Munich. Right? Yeah, where it was, where all was day that? Oh no, or we played Munich first, then drove no, no, to the we other played show. Bremen, which and was, then we then we drove all the yeah. way down and played uh, Munich on that, and that was that was like the ultimate getting lost tour as well. And <laughs> weren't they like a really famous German punk rock band, if I'm not mistaken? I don't remember. Die, D or die something. It's but, got die. Anyway. It's German. Must be ah, German. die something. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway. I don't remember the band, but I do remember the fact that the guy actually, because I was tour managing and the guy paid me and he gave me the greatest compliment. He goes, I was not expecting to hear what I heard. This was the metal show, right? Yeah, that You're was talking it. about so this, the metal no, no, show. No, no, no. That was the one we did with the very first tour where we got picked up and that's where we first met Cindy. Right. And we played with Dillinger Escape Plan. Dill Dillinger Escape right. Plan. They it was the headliners. monitor guy yeah. who was like, you guys were kind of like an ear break for me. Yeah. Th yeah, yeah. Like, that, and he helped was... us load out, which yeah. is like, yeah. wow, we have to go all the way. And we almost ran. That was a whole other. That was our first tour. Okay. That's where we ran out of gas. We almost ran out of gas. Slice. <laughs> <laughs> but we did that. Uh, no, the one, the one we played, we played that weird festival where we just parked in this town. And then these people came and got us and took us to the venue. And, uh, that was the night you and I, we slept because we were smart. And these guys stayed up all night. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and partied their faces off. What? And then we woke up at 6 in the morning and drove to Munich. And we got there for like, we got into Munich around 4 for a load in for 5 and got completely lost. We got so lost, as per usual. Who was driving? I was driving. No, it was, that was Andrew, Andy, and, uh, and Wardy. That was that tour. Bilos. In the white van. <laughs> Do you remember this, Paul? It's coming back to me. <laughs> <laughs> I just re it, no that tour was um, pretty exceptional. And was that the tour that we slept in like a a food court? We we walked in at in six England. in the morning, yeah, and then as we were just about to fall asleep, laying on banquettes, all the shopkeeps came in to open their stores, and we got kicked out. Yep. And that's the tour the same day oh. where we actually made Andrew Andy go to sleep. Remember, because you and I were in the parking lot. It's like, oh, I can keep driving. I'm like, yeah. no, dude, you're sleeping. Yeah. And then we ended up like finding this. And I'm like frantically trying to get a hold of uh, Bad Taste Records going, what the fuck is going on right now? And that was the tour of everything just, everything just went. Like, yeah, the day after the London bombings. Yes. And we after had to <laughs> That's a story. Local. That's oh. a story. London area closed. And I'm like, how do they close London? It's closed. Oh, but that was, we received a phone call from some 41's tour manager. Yeah. Correct. And they said, wherever you are, stop. No, so, it was Andy's dad. 
called? Was it Andy's dad? They said there's yeah. a terrorist attack in London. And they had this little television, like a yeah, ghetto they, blaster they, TV. Well, you know, and that's something to mention too, though, Al. Sorry, not to cut you off, but that the van we were touring in was an old riot police. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and these guys, these two drivers, Andy and, and Bilo, as I'll call them, when we first met them, they, Sorry, they thought it was like some 41 all over again, and they brought their water guns, and I think Simon was going to kill one of them. <laughs> Do you remember the that? The very first show, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. one of those idiots brought some girls, and they ran out and hugged Cone, remember? Oh, And no, their tour manager came out and screamed at us. <laughs> And we were just about off the tour before we'd even started. Like Kirsten or Kirsty or whatever. We couldn't whatever figure her, her name, name out. was. Tristan, Tristan, Kristen, like Kristen, Kirsten. We didn't actually get her real name. I thought she tournament. actually had called and said, wherever you guys are, stop, find a hotel where the show's not happening. No, that was, that was, the, uh, that was after their tour bus driver called me and said, don't go into the city. We're, we're, we're not going in. Okay. And, and then, and then it was, it was, we caught wind because we we're like in this huge traffic jam going yeah going on here like london's closed there's helicopters flying over none of us had really slept so it seems super weird that you know london closed i do remember that yeah like how and do they it, close london they right? closed it down and yeah. um we 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 had to like just divert and and not be in london and that was sort of like i had family coming to see so us did and... i i had i my next door neighbor from scarborough ontario had uh, moved over to the UK and he was coming to my show. My cousin from uh, Wales was coming to the show. Yeah. And th- we were playing at the Astoria. It was yep. like the biggest show of the tour. And I, yeah. I, I was so looking forward to it. And all of a sudden, and here we are driving in. We're going to spend the day in London yeah. and then play the show. And then boom. Yeah. No show. Because the plan we had was we're going to drive to the venue. <laughs> boom, boom, go, go, boom, 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 yeah. Yeah, backpacks. Yeah, and we, we uh, had the plan where we're going to go to the venue and let ourselves in and go sleep on a couch somewhere. That was the plan because we couldn't sleep on the way. And that's the infamous story before the day before where we were driving from Manchester and we were supposed to stop in Derby to sleep. And then we were going to drive to London. Nice. And I wake up and it's like we're driving in pitch black. In these little skinny roads, we're not on a highway. And I go to Andy, I go, I go where are we? And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think we should uh, not skip over the fact that, was it Andy? Don't touch me, Al. Um, was, it, it? <laughs> was it Andy that drank the bottle of vodka? It was. That was yes. the day the bombs so went off. Al and I were just talking about this. Okay. When, when we had went out recently. And that was, he decided to... Partaking a little bit too much vodka. And he think, drank all the vodka. I think he... he <laughs> vodka uh, with Dr. Pepper. And he drank all my vodka. And he, he had a... Uh, too, wasn't it? Yeah. He had a protein spill in the sink, was it? Yes, he did. He threw up in the sink. In your sink. In my sink. <laughs> and you know, that's the moment where you're like, okay, there's terrorists attacking London. We could probably only get one room. We got two. Great. We'll take them. And it's like twice the price for everything. So I'm, li- I'm rooming with these two lunatics and you guys have your room. And then I wake up because I and there's fucking vomit in the sink and it is just a mess. And I said, "Who did this?" And he goes, "Andy." I said, "You make him, him fucking clean that up because I am fed up yeah. and I'm done." And I hadn't slept in days. 
when I get back to this room, that mess better be cleaned up. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. Is that oh, I, I, I can't, I can't handle this. Uh, what? But we could, we could back it up even further. When we first arrived to England, and we're driving up to Glasgow, and I'm trying to call, go, where are our CDs and stuff? And I talk to the promoter in Glasgow, and I say, uh, "Hey, any CDs show up for my record label?" And he goes, uh, "In his best, in his, my best Scottish accent, go, I know at the club." I go check the bottle. I have to hide. I'm like, I think he's saying they're not at the club. Remember, mm-hmm. we were like stopped on the side of the road, and I'm calling the label, going, "Where are our stuff?" I feel like that happened a few times. It did. And it, it was happened f- the next time we went to, like the months later. Yeah. They just couldn't get CDs to the first venue. No, but they got us shirts, and our cost was thirty euros a shirt. Oh yeah, yeah. and they showed up somewhere in Germany. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've all patched up our. I've patched it up with our label, but at that point, things were not good, and either they weren't happy with us, or I, we weren't definitely happy with them in certain situations. But you think about that though. That label, those guys just met me through a demo. Uh, John Sutton. Yeah, they met us. They met me through something, and they listened to it, and they liked us. That takes an awful lot of guts to. Was it really was Sutton really the the I think, Sutton gave them yeah. uh, our demos? No, I mailed it. He said I was mailing. So it. he, he showed tired. he showed them some of our songs. You sent the demos, and they said, we'll "Perfect, put let's put this out." And you're like, "No, no, no, no. We have we got to record this." Yeah, they were demos. I saw John Sutton not too long ago uh, playing with Rusty. Yeah, which was awesome. Yep. Shout out John Sutton. John Sutton. And uh, so we ended up, yeah, that's so that's how bad that whole bad taste thing started. But on that tour, like, I can't explain how many near nervous breakdowns that I was going through. And I think oh, yeah. Paul, Paul was a, like a lot of he took a lot of it because we'd be driving in like the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, we're fucking lost. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like a few times, right? Even uh, flying to England, remember the plane uh, was yeah. sent back and we had to land in Newfoundland? We landed in yeah. because, uh, Bay or Yeah, and yeah. because they had to fix the navigation system and, and then they then couldn't fix it. we had to fly it. within 100 yards of a fucking miles. shoreline. Uh, it was 300 yeah. miles. Yeah. So we, we yeah. ended up... I, I was yeah, a five-hour flight took like 13, 13 hours, hours. So we were late. And um, they charged us overage price for our the weight that we brought mm-hmm. on the plane. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you oh, fighting that guy. But there was a moment, too. Remember, I think we were on, like, I'm trying to get our flights changed because <laughs> we're trying to not have to fly home on our chartered flight. And I get this email, and I'm reading it, and this is huge, like, paragraphs and paragraphs. And I'm reading it with you, and I'm like, I don't even know what to say to this. So I went, whatever. And I replied back, like, whatever. Because it's like, they're not going to give me our flights. They're not going to do I, I remember nothing. this now with the overages, and I had this bright idea of bringing this fiberglass <laughs> symbol case. Oh, I remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to, wasn't that the tour we had to drive like through England to get four the... hours to pick up that tie kit? Yeah, that was, yeah. A, yeah that John was... Henry. Yeah. Yes. yeah, in Camden. So yeah. we had to drive from uh, Gatwick, Gatwick and Camp. then go all through uh, right London, went to Brixton, and like, yeah, like at, rush hour too yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah to get up to the the show the next day is, it, yeah. Oh, yeah. is your tie kit yeah. little known drum nerd okay. fact that drum kit was the same drums used for the last mahogany rush tour Ooh, ooh. So you know. it wasn't rush though mahogany rush mahogany rush, rush. Yes. Oh, okay well, get, you get, know. get it together was somewhere. that a rush cover band <laughs> yeah 
yeah. yeah. They make a song nice. But yeah, no, that tour, that tour, I mean, for us, for to do that tour was, um, for me, it was pretty, it was pretty hard to do. And, uh, you know, you guys kind of did sort of pull me through a bit. It was like, uh, I'm not remember- me. Not me either. No, it was just Paul. We, <laughs> yeah. Al and I were shit faced. I, I was ready to quit like at any second. And, <laughs> and I think I did quit right after the tour. But looking back now, I was an asshole. But anyway, I, I just. I concur. But it did. I just, I think like every bit of that, tour, everything worked against us on that tour. Yeah. Everything. Our truck, the weather. Everything just worked against us on that on that trip. I had a blast. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> well, you were twenty one. <laughs> well, yeah, to, to to fly you know, and the whole thing about flying home, like there was like some pretty I had a nervous breakdown on that mm-hmm. on that flight home. <laughs> Rem- was, remember know. the last night we were in some like a community center parking lot and as we're about to fly home, we're we're 10 hours from flying home and some 41's manager calls and says okay the Astoria makeup show is at some other club in some other town do you guys want to play yeah Yeah, I remember that yeah and we're like we already have our flights home how are we 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 have to phone and rearrange these flights and how are we going to do this Velo and Andy wanted to they wanted to do that show remember that their band did play, end up playing. Did they? No, they, they didn't. No, they didn't. They did. We no. tried to get them on. No, they just showed up, and then because that remember the story, ninety style. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. They showed up they showed and said, uh, "We'll headline." Because Craig said something like, "Didn't didn't they have we had their drum carpet or something?" And 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 they had to go get the drum carpet out of their yeah. van. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, but they no, they showed up to the show because they could, but we had to fly home. Because it was going to cost like an extra whatever it was going to cost. Two grand or something for yeah. us to push the flights out and by you had this 48 thought, well, hours. Maybe, maybe some 41ers pay our plane flights. <laughs> I think is what you said once. Like, like that's not going to happen. That's never going to happen. That's not going to happen. No. no. I'll have about 20 dark beers of Dunkel in them at that point in time. <laughs> yeah. They'll just pay for us. Yeah. No, not that last night, man. We None of us were in a drinking mood. Well, that was the fight. I always we tell- had been de- fully defeated yeah. by that point. I told the story where I called my uncle because he lived in Norfolk, which is like mm-hmm. turns out like eight hours away. I think it's Norfolk, Norfolk, right? Norfolk. So, anyways, he said, uh, "Well, how far from London are you?" So he actually gave me step by step instructions how to get to his house. Oh wow! I was like, "Ah, okay, this is uh, two bucks a minute." <laughs> <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, we had one cell phone on that tour. Yeah, and the battery kept going flat. Yes, it was just a piece of shit used, uh, used, used Sony cell phone. Who gave us that? Martin. Okay, yeah, it was a bad taste phone. I think I probably got it somewhere in that crawl space right now. But um, go get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Call Martin. I remember there was a funny moment where he's texting me like these paragraphs of texts, and I'm like, how can he do this? Like, as I'm trying to type. Yeah. Yeah. This was the same tour. I think we showed up at a, a motel or hotel, and I think Tom Petty was playing or something. There was always like U2 or something yeah. was playing. Yeah. Like something massive. Was that was why no hotels were available. Yeah, no, REM. REM were REM? playing like in Manchester. No, so, no, no, no hotels. It was the one night we could not get a room, and it was like. That was we, more than one. We were tired. Yeah. We lucked out, though, on the bombings because like we just found a room, and not yeah. only one, but we found two. Right. <laughs> yes. 
and that dick below drank your vodka. But we yeah. ended up in we we were five o'clock in the morning rolling down the M1, and that's when we saw the. So we were first thing like we we got there at we probably got the hotel at eight in the was, morning. Was there any uh, Formula Ones on that tour? No, no, that no? was that was. We love so, the Formula One. So, so just side note, I did that tour. No, there was, there was, there was one. Sorry, yeah, but yeah, there yeah. was right. Yeah, yeah. We were searching so, them out in every town, yeah. but couldn't find them. Yeah. You guys will get a kick out of this, and for those listening, the Formula One is basically a cookie cutter uh, motel that fully has, automated. Yeah, fully automated. There's no people there. The shower is separate from the room. You walk in, it's all plastic. Shower, leave, door locks, steam cleans. Same with the washroom. Yeah, self-cleaning, yeah. Yeah, and it was what, like 30 euros a night? So Yeah, 35. So yeah. when we when we went there, you guys recall it being relatively clean? Yeah. I was there last year. Oh, really? And it was rough. What were you doing there? On tour. With who? Filling in for Sons of Otis, and it was, uh, we went into, we, we did at least uh, two or three Formula Ones. So you've done nothing. They, like, it's still the same it's, 20 years it's later. It's worse off. Yeah. Worse off. You used to, I remember you used to hit the button for the shower. Yep. And you'd have to keep your hand on it. Yeah, because it, it would only go for like a mm-hmm. minute. Yeah. And then so you just keep your hand on That's it. That's how Germans shower though. It's, yeah. <laughs> they, they don't <laughs> leave the taps on, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I, I meant to tell you guys that because I was like, man, I'm, I'm back in one of these. But you know the Air France Concorde crash? Yep. Crashed into a Formula One. Oh, really? Story. Yeah, true story. Crashed huh. into a hotel. Interesting. Interesting. That was the place where you'd actually have a, you'd have your passcode. It was pretty. It was actually pretty uh, innovative. Innovative. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. It I, was one person sometimes working there, and you guys would usually screw with the person behind the counter all the time. All the time. Yeah, Al and I. Al needs to come back before we continue that story. But yeah. I just thought it was funny that going into one of these just last year, and I was like, man, this has turned into a complete dump. It was pretty nasty. But yeah, every room was exactly the same. <laughs> Double bed, bunk bed over top, TV in the right corner, sink in the left corner, one window. Yeah. Uh, it still smelled like cheese. The Simpsons dubbed in German. Yeah, and, and Sponge that, Guy. That bread guy. Yeah, the, the, still to the bread. Day, the porn I, I, commercial. The talking bread and the... Yeah, the, yeah. To, the, the talking bread commercial. or the sponge, whatever the... Yeah, whatever he, that it's bread. Is. It's it is a, bread. Yeah, it was a loaf of bread. to myself I listen to no one else to release me from my endless wonder so everything will come out right another day just flies by I think you know by now this is our
and I, yeah, and I just remember the the porn ads were really explicit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was yeah. like the old lady one. Yeah, it would yeah. come on. And you're like, this is kind of looking. Whoa, whoa, old lady, old lady. Al would leave them on all the time. All the time, like just it was mandatory. Just full tilt, volume up. <laughs> He's the worst roommate ever, right? Worst. I Ready? I he was the worst. Him. He's the worst. Remember Amsterdam when we we're like staying in the hotel and you guys are so loud and this guy came out in his underwear. Like, I have to be working in the morning. I'm having to make work in the morning. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. 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 That I guy... was surprised that from all the stuff that you guys did. We never got our ass kicked? That you never got your ass kicked or got arrested. Me like, too, actually. Like we got close. We almost did. Yeah, yeah. We were in Germany. In Germany, where yeah. these guys go running for beer, and we're in this weird like cul-de-sac. Al, come back here, man. <laughs> and we're having this, <laughs> and we're like, we didn't want to be in the hotel. Well, there was a noise complaint. How did you not a, get arrested, uh, man? Yeah, we were talking about how. How did we? Well, you. We. How did you guys? Because you guys were partners in crime on no, tour, always, no. always. So and, and, and we were the drunkest. What what yeah, what was the issue? No, but I you know I arrested am, for what? No, I'm surprised that that you guys either didn't get beat up or arrested. <laughs> we're we smooth, were, man. We're pretty we slick. Always, we always were. It is Europe. We were always <laughs> so so friendly. We were. We literally. Talked to some German guy outside of the. Uh... Remember the time we stayed up at some <laughs> motel, and there was a late night bartender. Yeah, that was the we were talking about the. It was and, the place where we were. There was a Formula One. Yes, and you guys were going like, uh, "It says Ligio." It was like I'd heard you down the hall. Yeah. I'm like, this guy's gonna like he's gonna either beat you up or call the police. These this, are this would happen a lot, and this happened in front of the cathedral in Cologne, where we there's two like Mormons or like church people motherfuckers but <laughs> i don't remember that, that and we we're full on greco's talking to these guys and they they realized we were fucking <laughs> with them remember that <laughs> okay now i remember yeah he's like you guys are playing with us yeah one of us was speaking like borat and just, yeah, uh, it was yeah, just yeah. full tilt but uh no but the, the the when we would like stay up and talk to the guys at the bars we were like we would have fun, but we weren't rude. To, like we weren't mean to them. Yeah, we were. Yes, you were. <laughs> were we? Yeah, you totally, <laughs> totally, man. <laughs> I don't remember oh, that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was borderline uh, arrogant. Yeah. Uh, just side note for those listening: Al and I went out two weeks ago, and I literally watched him fart on a crowd of people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the other night. I was like a near fifty-year-old man <laughs> yeah. farting on people. Yeah. No, no, no. Please. He was like, uh, I, I, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just gotta 50. move over here and pass gas onto a crowd <clears> of people. That was at the rooftop. Sure was. And the one guy noticed me doing it. He looked over like, and gave me the thumbs give up. Me thumbs up. You <laughs> <laughs> guys, things never change. No, no. gotta keep it light. Some man. things don't. Life is stressful. <laughs> you have to have fun. Yep. Well, no, I, but we would we would mess with the uh, bartenders or those coming into the Formula One of the wee hours and trying to empty out. Um, the uh, vending machines of Kansas Heineken, which I thought it's was like four thirty in the morning. Thanks and for the follow. Yeah, 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 yeah. We just he didn't like us. <laughs> I have to be working in the morning. No, I have to work in the morning. <laughs> and he was fat and nude. That's no, all he had I, his underwear. All I remember going he had German oh underwear. My God, on. we must be dicks. You're nude and German, 
And it's early in the morning. We yeah. must be so like late. We literally emptied out the Formula One vending machine of, of all beer. the beers. It was yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was actually some funny pictures. Like, yeah. There's like a Heineken at the bottom, so you can buy beer. No, but we drained those. They were, yeah. they were like two euros. There's nothing. Yeah. And we just sat there and cr- cranked out. They had vending machines. You could just throw a coin in and buy yeah. Bo- booze. Yeah. God bless Europe. Yep. The best, one of the best photos I think was from the very first tour of Simon, you driving. Paul took it. With a can of <laughs> Fax 10. Yeah. The size of your head. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. And you were doing like 140 on the highway. He was, no, 180. 180. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't speeding, but I did have like, hey, you can do that. Well, give me that. And, yeah. like, and just the look on your face in the photo, because you're just so like casual, like, hey, and the thing's just pinned yeah. to 180. <laughs> but that was at the printer. The first, no, that was a high ace. And the first tour right. we did, smaller than a sprinter, yeah. Where we're driving back to um, to fly home, it was it Frankfurt or somewhere we're flying home. I had that thing going 180 kilometers an hour, and it was full out. And we're listening to Slayer. Yeah, <laughs> I remember favorite... thinking that this would be a great like yeah. anti-drunk driving oh commercial. Anti-stupidity commercial. One of my favorite <laughs> things is when. At the end of that first tour, Martin drops us off <laughs> and drives away. Yeah. And about an hour and a half later, oh, you, yeah, I forgot my passport. you left your passport and he's trying to get home for Christmas yeah. <laughs> to Sweden <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. from Germany. Yeah, yeah. And I left my passport. And you're man. like, you need to turn around right now. And he's like, we were in the bar. We were in the bar we were drinking. drinking in a bar. <laughs> And what I was, was this? Yes. I left my passport in the van on the dashboard. Dude, that happened again. Like when I did this tour, you in shouldn't two- do that. I know you gotta have your passport with you. Apparently, you can't fly. <laughs> I've seen Amazing Race. I know how it works. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> but, but I re- back to the speeding part. Poor Martin had to. But no, no, ah, no, no. It was like twenty he, minutes. He wasn't that far. Twenty minutes. He was two hours yeah, out. No, it was tw- wasn't that. Yeah, it was twenty uh, he minutes. Was, away. He was an hour and a half out. Three hour. Return I was one drinking, so it was work. probably twenty minutes. But I'll never forget. <laughs> I'll never forget. This. Jay and I were thirty drinks in. My yeah, favorite which, quote from Paul was: "Is we're driving, and I think we're trying to smart. do. We're trying to go as fast as possible in the morning. I think we're we're driving like, and I'm driving, and I got the foot down, and all I remember is Paul in the back going, "This is fucked." <laughs> You remember what that? What was that? He's like, this is fucked. He's in the back and he's truly afraid. And you can hear his voice like, I'm afraid. This is fucked. What were we doing? We were speeding. speeding. We were going as fast Very as the van could go. It was cold. It was like... You Dangerous. Know, yeah, yeah. End of December. Oh, because yeah. we the heat yeah. wouldn't... No, no, no. No, no, no. It was just like... It was we just were, cold outside. Yeah, cold outside and we're... And, and Paul five, was the voice of reason. Yeah. yeah five always unshowered close. Paul, the voice people. of reason. Yeah. Paul would always look uh, ahead to the the newsreel. This was the first tour? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And four Canadians and a Swede die on the highway. Yes. (laughs) Unknown band dies on the highway. um, Right. Film at 11. And that was always like Paul's like would always have that. He took a picture where I was driving. I had it pinned. And it was like so shaky with the with the like it must be noted that Paul took all the great pictures of our tours. He He was some awesome photos on that trip. Absolutely. And there was every old school radio in germany i think and italy <laughs> we got a photo remember that yeah yeah yeah, yeah in all the yeah, tours you brought a that camera that was the advent or the the uh infancy of digital photography of course, mm-hmm. yeah do you still have those pictures 
I have folders. I do. I have, I have every one. Really? Yeah. I have oh, every one. Of those. Of course Even my do. balls yeah. Yeah, on that, that girl's I'll... guitar from... Yes, uh, I have oh, Ultra Bimbos. <laughs> Ultra Bimbos. <laughs> Can you they were so nice. Yeah, and you they were nice. so mean. They, they, they never saw that photo, though. But yeah, they did. I showed it to them. Yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, guys, check this out. This is our guitar player, Al Shaw. Whatever. He lives at such and such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, oh, they were so nice. We played f- with them in like Italy. Then we played with them in like yeah, quite a few else. shows. The yeah. ultra, they're from Sweden, we, right? We, they were from Finland. They're Finland. Finland. Yeah, we played with them at that club where we had to keep under a certain decibel. Switzerland. Level. Oh, in Switzerland man. at that coffee house, and, and that was the guy's like, "It's too loud." I'm like, Jay's drums alone <laughs> blew blew out. Yeah, the DBs. And I know. said, uh, "I said, what's the fine?" For for too loud, he goes ten thousand. I'm like, is that what's that real money? <laughs> he, he did not like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm pretty sure that was the same show we drove away cursing at them. No, was, you said to him, "See you later, Sig's Legio." Yeah, yeah. That was yeah, the one where, and he was this big, tall Swiss German man. Whatever. Yeah, big he, tall guy. He didn't get it. Almost as tall as you. Yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> it was it was great in Germany. Jay in in uh, Cologne. Remember one night we went out. And one night, like, I don't feel like a giant here. Oh yeah, yeah. Because there the land were of my so people. many dudes yeah. that were six five, six six, six, five, six, six seven. Six, yeah, yeah, yeah. My people, man. Yeah, yeah. There aren't many in this town. No, no that's for sure. <laughs> we're shrinking. Yeah, we're shrinking. Yeah. So I mean, the fact that this record came out 15 years ago is a. Um, it has to be noted that we put a lot of work into it. Um, not everybody was super happy with it, but it came out. And, you know, it's on Spotify. It's one of the two records that are on Spotify, and people still listen to it. And, um, I mean, I, if I could do it to, again, like, it probably, obviously, would sound better, because I'm better at what I do. But um, I, I I just think it needs to be noted that we put this work into this record. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And right or wrong, we did it, and we were, you know, I, I don't know if we've, if we've drawn that narrative that we've actually, there was a lot going on. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, you were you had a new family. Yeah, uh, you know, oh, you're boy. a new dad. <clears throat> I think did you were you married? No, you you just got uh, you yeah, got married. That, so that the, tour we did was my honeymoon, and my ex at the uh, wife at the time went with her friend to Portugal because we got that tour pretty short notice, and I had just been married. Yeah. That was the tenth of pole tour. Yeah. That was the no. That was the some forty one tour. Oh, okay. I didn't remember it being that short. It notice. was. Yeah. It was pretty short notice. Greg Norrie set that up for us. Yeah, I remember it being fourteen shows that got bumped down to that six. Got bumped down to six or something like that. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. very short notice. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. But you could kind of, you know, you kind of put the parts together to be a band in the early two thousands when they're like the industry was all screwed up, anyways. You know what I mean? Like there was it. I don't know if it's even better now. Like, what do you guys think? Do you think we're in a better spot now with music? God, like, no. Um, no. Sorry. No, but yes. I mean, some people are doing better, but I think everyone's kind of struggling yeah. to an extent. Uh, it, uh, what I remember what was exciting was just um, 
yeah, seeing uh, the ads in Japanese rock magazines, and you yeah. know, be, being reviewed, being reviewed beside um, New Order or LCD Sound System, or or seeing uh, pictures of the album up in Tower Records. Like, and I mean, bands still do this; they yeah. still make CDs, and they do this in in Japan. But, but it, have, it's I've... kind of exciting. Or hearing uh, one of the songs was played. Uh, on the radio was, too. On uh, was that in the uh, German rock bar we were at? No, no in, in, was, even in Canada, no. like CFNY or something, they play. Um, yeah, uh, um, yeah, for New Music Night yeah. or whatever it was uh, the, the indie but, indie hour. But yeah. I I have a screenshot of HMV Japan, and our record was like number six on the alternative chart. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember seeing that. Too. And I, yeah. I, I still... Or number ha- two on, on one of them, too. Wasn't one of them yeah, on yeah, the yeah. punk rock or something? Mm-hmm. I have, like... Post-hardcore. I, I Post-hardcore. <laughs> I have... It's a very defined no, genre. I, I, yeah. I, I shit together. There were three full, releases. I have a full so. CD, of, or like a data disc, of all these images from the internet and stuff. Just cause There was a It was so hilarious, because I'm I'm sitting at sitting at work at, like, a... In a call center at the time, what for AGF? Yeah, man, going. I look at this. We're like number six in Japan. i 
And that was the end of part one of the 15th anniversary of Industry at Home. I hope it gave a little bit of insight as to uh, what kind of people we are. <laughs> um, I hope there wasn't too many inside jokes, and I hope we didn't slander anybody. Uh, if you did, let me know. I'll cut it out. That seems to be what I've been doing these days, is cutting out the slanderous parts that people say. Thank you so much again. for really. I really do appreciate everybody listening to this episode and the podcast in general. It's... Um, it's cool. I mean, it's tough getting them out every week, but I'm trying. I'm, getting my be- I'm doing my best. If you want to be on the show, just let me know. Oh, I rhymed. I rhymed. And uh, we'll see you again next week for part two. I do have a great interview coming up with the, a member of the Russian Girlfriends Band out of Albuquerque. That's coming up. I'm supposed to be recording that tonight, so maybe I'm jinxing it. I'm probably jinxing it. But anyway, stay tuned for next week, part two, where uh, the group gets a little bit more drunk. Okay? Have a good week. We'll talk to you later. Bye.